Uh, we should start by saying we apologize for um, uh, me recording my end on a beach last week. Uh, well, not last week. It was a few days ago. But yes, I uh, took my uh, Yeti microphone, hung out literally on a sandy, windy, wavy, noisy beach, which is why my uh, side of the recording sounded horrible. Well, we wanted to give them the true ambient experience of this. This uh, garrulous podcast. <laughs> this .cm, that weird, I don't know. And I'll try not to, but my chair is kind of squeaky, which I realized it like, snaps back, but I won't be rocking back and forth, hopefully. We, we can buy bionic this and uh, <laughs> creak our chairs together. Can you hear my swivel? If anyone's looking through the window right now, they're just like, what is this kid doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, um, I've got my curtains closed, and I think my roommates are listening in and wondering what the hell's going on, but, you know. Well, I'm actually at my school library. <laughs> That's true, so do you want to talk about where you are right now? Uh, yeah, um, I'm just in one of the random study halls at 10.30 at night in my school library, just kind of chilling with a rock star and my computer. Who's the rock star? No. Uh, Zero sugar, zero carbs, rock star. Oh, is that a drink? You don't know what rock star is? Yeah, it's an energy drink. Oh. Do you, where do you live? (laughs) I live in the East Coast, Boston. Do they have energy drinks there? Yeah, oh yeah, no, my roommates uh, can attest to that. They drink uh, absurd, absurd amounts of Red Bull. Uh, to the point where, like, they go out by thirty can cases of them, and by the end of the week, they're gone. And where they start twitching? They're going to start live streaming. What? I said li- where they start twitching. Live stream. Um, I, I'm trying to be funny, Kyle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoosh! Um, <laughs> Three twenty. Kyle doesn't get a joke. Um. <laughs> so speaking of jokes. Um, uh, tell us about uh, how Breaking Bad has broken into uh, my life, your life, in more ways than just you know binging the show incessantly. Well, that actually, happened. I actually started binging it last November. I'm like, I should probably. I have Netflix. People have been talking about this. I should binge this, and I finished it like a month and a half. And but by yeah, finish it, um, do you mean uh, watch all five seasons or six seasons, however much is out there now, or everything that you've like? How, have you finished Breaking Bad? Yeah, I finished Breaking Bad. Okay, great. Now that we've yeah. got the AMC vertical out of the way. <laughs> so, spoiler horn. Um, no, but in my apartment complex at BYU of all places, which, I mean, if you don't know what BYU is, then whatever, but it's it's a kind of pristine private college, and it, we're, I'm, I literally live right next to it. But some kid who had a shared apartment bedroom was cooking meth in his bedroom. Like, he had a padlocked door. Like, the shared bedrooms where there's two beds, and they're just, I mean, it's a shared bedroom for two people to stay at when they're in college. But he had a lock on his door. His other two roommates never really saw him too much. And then he went out of town to Salt Lake, which is about 60 miles north. And then there was, like, a fire in his room, and his roommates go to break down the door because the fire alarm's going off, and they see suspicious stuff or suspicious like rubbing alcohol, mixing containers, weird stuff. And so they call the cops and cops are like, yeah, this is a meth lab. (laughs) And so it was actually funny because I'm just driving home from college. um, And I see this like fire truck and like a silver truck. And I thought it was like an ambulance or something. I didn't check it out, but it was actually the hazmat. Um, It was like a hazardous material truck (laughs) because they were cleaning out the apartment. (laughs) And so that's, he was cooking meth in his apartment. And the best part is, 
whoever his lawyer is is pretty much solved from Breaking Bad because his lawyer, his lawyer is trying to spin it like I mean it's what lawyers do, but he's trying to spin it. That, oh, he was making soaps. So he's basically Tyler Jordan. I don't think that's much better. Yeah, he's not. He's pretty. It was just terrible. It's just, but it's just so funny because it's just a weird place, weird coincidence. And then again, I live like hop, skip, and a jump away. So it's just like okay, <laughs> cool. So you can score all the meth you want, all the wonderful Mormon meth that you can get your grubby little Kyle hands on. I mean, how has this affected your life and your daily meth intake? Oh, I already have. I mean, I have a source in New Mexico. I have a, I have someone in New Mexico that can supply me with meth. Did you say his name? Her name? His name? The My meth supply? No, did you say oh. his name? 716, Kyle doesn't get another I'm joke. terrible. <laughs> Nobody knocked a few times, as people in Utah do. Um. So I'm actually making another 7 colon 16. Breaking Bad. Kyle doesn't get anything. <laughs> I mentioned Tyler Durden any, uh, earlier. What movie is he from? I'm curious. Kyle. I don't know. Kyle. Are, you're, you're joking. Tyler Durden. I'm... I'm terrible with character names. <laughs> You're terrible with movies. In I, I pretty much am in general. Yes, I'm like Kyle hasn't seen it. All I'm, I googled him, and all I get is football, Florida football. Tyler Jordan. Tyler Durden, D U R D E N. Oh. oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, not the football fight player. club. Fight club. There <laughs> we go. How there did I miss? Go. Oh, there, someone else was talking about that too. Because yeah, cause wait, they so broke thing. the first two rules. Yeah, <laughs> they're talking about fight club. Okay, if, have you seen Fight Club? You can say next no. topic. <laughs> okay, just stop googling now. Don't look up anything else about Tyler Durden, and we're going to move on to our next topic. Uh, we Kyle actually have a Google Doc because we are pro podcasters. Uh, what do you want to talk about Kyle. tonight, Mike? Mike, Kyle. Sorry, Follow we're up. not on relay. Uh, <laughs> oh how uh, <laughs> the first line is me trying to make a terrible metaphor and how we threw our baby out into the world when people usually wait for it to be a toddler or throw out the first 10 episodes like other people but we basically <laughs> that seven minute blurp of that resulted from an hour and a half of talking and then audio errors which are all my out. fault i apologize yeah brian the guy with the professional microphone <laughs> goofed up and meanwhile i'm using my macbook air that's very true. And from my end, you don't sound that bad. Um, listeners, please email Casey about uh, Kyle's... Sound quality. Sound quality, yep. Hey, it's not as bad as... At one point, I was trying to use the ear pods, and it's like any... It seems like with any of those headphones with the microphone inside, they're like, there's some wire cross or something, because every time you record audio from that microphone, you also hear what I hear in the headphones, which is weird. That's really bizarre. I mean, I haven't uh, – as soon as I get a new iPhone or iPad or something – no, they don't come with the iPad anymore. I uh, throw out those crappy Apple EarPods immediately and I stick with Skull Candies. Um, you don't even keep them? Just for like trashing? I mean uh, – no, my mom for some reason really likes them so I give them to her. But uh, no, I, I can't stand those things. Like they try to mold them to your ears in a way that doesn't work for me in the same way that like Marco's ears don't work with anything in ear. Uh, but <laughs> – Specifically for me, those stupid white Apple earpods that for so long were like a defining 
thing about our generation. But then as I got older and a little bit more into sound quality and uh, you know listening to things constantly, I really started to uh, care a lot more about what I put into my ears. But um, no, I actually I actually am the same. I use Skull Candies. Um, I actually have a pair of fifty fifties that I bought up um, like well five years ago now. I got an iPod Nano. I got the one with the video camera, and then I bought some Skull Candies that matched it. And those Skull Candies have, in spirit, lasted me this whole time because I've got them replaced free twice from Skull Candy. Because like one time one of the headphones shorted out, then the other time there was like something wrong with the clicker. And then now they're going in right now just because one of the speaker grills fell out. But I sent them in, and they've literally replaced them for free every time. <laughs> Is that real? Because I've seen that warranty that they'll replace these Skull Candy headphones because I burn through them like nothing because I really like heavy metal. But I, I've i never actually figured out how to take advantage of those uh, like replacement warranty things that Skull Candy promises everywhere. Uh, I, I, I would have saved so much money. On uh, on headphones, if I had just brought them back and say, "Yo, fix this." I mean, I think. I, I mean, usually it's just because most of the times it's not like I've thrown them on the ground and smashed them and say, "Here, fix this." But like, it's like a short or something <laughs> that happens from wear and tear, and then I just kind of fill out the online thing and say, and then you like send them in, and it takes like a month and a half, but then they just give you credit, and then you go buy new ones from so, online. So in that month and a half, you don't get to listen to podcasts because you don't get nice headphones. I don't. I'm not too much of a critic of the earpods. I mean, they. I mean, they work fine for what they do. But I do have a set of just Sony over the ear that I use at work when listening, and it does sound a lot better. Mm. But I'm not like a stickler for anything where I won't use anything like else, or I'll never touch the earpods or something. I don't know. No, I get really sticklery <clears throat> about those kinds of things. Like I'm really fussy about coffee. Um, really fussy about uh, you know audio quality things like that, which is why my heart sank last episode when we recorded. And I opened up GarageBand and said, "Wait, what the hell happened? Like, is my Yeti going wrong?" So I don't know. I was really upset about that. Speaking of podcasts and audio quality, I wanted to talk to you, Kyle, tonight on this wonderful Garrulous podcast. Um, Gigantor podcast. Um, Gigantor. <laughs> can you pronounce it? I haven't actually heard you say it correctly yet. Garrulous. 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 I don't know. Whatever <laughs> accent that I'm trying. To... We're trying not to be Dan. Remember. Yes. Never uh, be Dan. How do you fit podcasts into your life? Like, what steps do you take to make sure that you can ingest forty-five to fifty hours worth of audio content every week? Yeah, that's one of the things, just listeners, this is what we attempted to talk about on our first show before it just kind of kind of went all over the place and we but yeah. All my I mean, fault. Yeah, all it's all Brian's fault. But um no with podcasts, I mean what I found recently, especially with Relay and a bunch more coming out and then like Serial where it's that new podcast from This American Life and I was like I heard about it four weeks, five weeks into the show and it, I finally like I need to get through this quickly before the next episode is, is I've almost like replaced listening to music for leisure like in the car or at work or even while doing homework which is weird I'll listen to podcasts instead because they're also I mean most of them are very informative they're fun to listen to it's fun like interacting with them like just tweeting some random feedback or even listening to them live which is fun when I can listen to them live but it's one of the things where I've just kind of made it more of a priority 
over listening to something like music or just listening to the same album that I've listened to a million times. I agree. But, like when it comes to uh, listening to podcasts, it's something you need to make happen. Something you have to prioritize over other stuff. Um, I've definitely made some pretty ridiculous lifestyle changes that most normal people probably wouldn't uh, make for the sake of these podcasts or these people that you follow that you want to support, listen to. Like, um, I will take really long walks around my neighborhood just so I can have something to do while uh, listening to podcasts. And for it's so weird because I can't just sit down and listen. I need something to do with like my eyes or hands or something because like sitting there just concentrating on a podcast is boring as hell. I love podcasts, but I can't do it. Like uh, eating, cleaning, laundry, uh, walking, driving, driving especially. Um, those are perfect for podcasts. And the way that I've incorporated them into my life is that I've built in so much more menial activity just so that I can do podcasts. Yeah, I, I definitely like the same. Like I do the exact same thing. I'll take I can't right now because it's like 15 degrees out at night and I'm this is You're in the desert. Shut up. Five, side note, this is I've lived in Arizona my whole life and I've never experienced and lived in a real winter. And so now I'm just like looking at it's like the high today was like 32 and I'm just like what is this? How do I And I was sitting here shivering a few minutes ago so I had to put on my jacket just cuz it's just it's my first full winter, so I'm just like trying to adapt or whatever because it's freezing cold. But back back to that before it was hello cold. hello hello from Boston. It is freezing <laughs> cold here. I'm Mike Hurley. No, did, um, it, did it snow last weekend for you? Because it snowed here. Oh, I, I think you win this discussion now. I, I saw on Twitter a few places it's been snowing. It hasn't snowed here. It's been pouring rain and. Ooh. All three of my heavy jackets that I was going to wear, like, today are all waterlogged from this morning when I wore all three of them at once. And oh it, it, it's been bad. Uh, it's been really, really bad. But no, Boston is cold. The East Coast is cold. You are a West Coast wimp. Love you, Kyle. Again, this is my first winter, though, so I'm just, like, I mean, I've been in snow, but I'm just, like, waking and driving <laughs> in it and, like, waiting for my car to warm up in the morning. No, but back to... <laughs> Back to podcasts. Back, back to <laughs> no, but I would actually like take long walks, like at midnight, like when I'm done studying or in between, if I want to stay up or something. Just from eleven to like even sometimes one in the morning, if I'm behind, I'll go and just listen to a podcast and listen. Um, get just kind of get through my queue while taking a long walk, which also helps me get my Fitbit step goal, which is fun. But even in Arizona, I would do that. I would walk around our neighborhood, just walk around the block, and it's just. It's kind of a weird, relaxing thing, too, even if, like, most of the times, I mean, podcasts, depending on the ones, you actually have to pay attention. But say I was just listening to some podcasts that I'm trying to think of just one that rambled, like, just a radio show style one. But even with that, it's just kind of a weird, leisure, relaxing activity that I've turned it into. But I definitely, yeah, I do the same where I'm, I, I have to be productive while doing it. Well, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast and do my math homework, which kind of seems like oh it'd be distracting but for some reason it actually helps me <laughs> how many podcasts do you listen to like how many are in your queue i believe at the moment i only have about 12 yeah 12 not including ours no but 12 um i have the ser- i have serial podcast which i finished all those episodes like within the last four days to catch up so good i want to talk to you about that later <laughs> i have all of real fm and then just a few other um obviously atv talk show and then few others that i need to listen to that i just haven't um pragmatic was one of those and then i just have a few that i still need just 
look at and add because, I mean, I don't want to like make it so I never get through all of them, but having some other ones to listen to or some you don't, some you don't actually have to listen to in order is kind of nice. I agree. Like there's for the longest time in my podcast queue and my podcast app of choice, uh, pocket casts, I like to listen to everything. Uh, it's very rare that I have things in there that I'll listen to casually or, uh, just listen to every few episodes if a topic is interesting to me like there are times where uh see it's weird recommending podcasts to people because for me especially when someone says oh you should listen to this podcast it implies this really long time commitment that's like an hour a week for the next ever uh Mm -hmm. with the exception of things like serial or startup or in, in a way this american life like you can't really you can just like jump in whenever and start listening but with podcasts like uh, you know the story based podcasts that have a long arc, you need to jump right in, get caught up, things like that. Like what you did with Serial, which I I I think it's interesting that that is like the hot new podcast because everyone it's great, it's really really great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not particularly a fan of that style or genre or sensibility of podcasts where it's very heavily produced, where it's like telling a story, it's like journalistic and uh, things like that, but. I think Serial tells a really fascinating story in a way that's never been done before just because, you know, they're investigating a murder that... It, actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the, not like Night Vale or anything. Like the, yeah, like the reality of it actually kind of threw me off for a second. Because, I mean, I had read snippets here and there, and then I finally went to listen to the first episode. And I'm just like, okay, this is kind of a real cool thing. They actually have the phone quality sounding weird when... Okay, spoilers here if you haven't listened to it. And, and I'll try to leave the details vague, but they have the, they have like the actual, I, I was like thinking, oh, they actually have the phone quality being like bad when he's talking to him from prison or when they're talking on cell phones with some other interview person. But then I like looked into it. And I'm like, wait, this is actually real. Like this actually happened. Like, are they gonna, like, what's the ethics behind if you are doing a podcast and suddenly solve a crime? Who do you, who do you, like, what do you do? But one of the things that actually I agreed with what um, Joe Steele said on Twitter, he's, um, he was like saying how it's professionally researched, but it has a casual tone. And then he went on to say that she, um, Sarah, the narrator almost sounds gleeful, like researching these things and finding all these things out, which kind of makes sense when you're talking about like someone, Oh, I want to find the secret things and find these people and see what like things may have not been investigated before or something, but it's just the whole reality of it just kind of throws you off. Just like, this is a real thing that actually happened. These are real people affected and that's a real girl that died and it's just it's weird yeah um on upgrade today uh from relay fm with jason snell and mike hurley uh they talked about this and they talked about uh you know what it means to uh do this podcast and have it be about these things and a bunch of us got on twitter after and started talking about this what are the ethics based in this like what does it say about, uh, I don't know, maybe not something as big as you know, laws or investigations or things like that, but Jay didn't ask for his life to be put on the radio. Adnan didn't ask for his life to be put on the radio. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw, I think, I don't know if it was one of you guys or someone, but someone's just like, yeah, I mean, this is this attention being brought to him suddenly 15 years later, like, it kind of almost surprises me, like, hey, why would... Like, not that he wouldn't, but it's just, like, it's kind of surprising that he would, like, go to these, I mean, call these interviews and talk to them. And in the show, I think she said they have, like, almost 30 hours of phone time between each other when she when he's calling her 
when he when she's calling him in prison, and that I mean that's just it's a whole weird thing that's going on. It just seems it seems kind of too realistic, but at the same time, it's it's totally real and happening. It's just like this is a weird genre. They had a blog post on their website that um, was like, "Okay, so we've gotten a bunch of uh, questions. Why not just release them all at once, a la Netflix?" And their answer was, we're still making them. They are still making these week by week. Mm -hmm. And although I'm sure all the research and uh, interviews have been done long ago, uh, I'm pretty sure that um, I'm pretty sure like they're putting this together like this American Life once a week, sitting down, putting things together. It is journalism with words and Mm -hmm. with your voice and uh, spoken word. Yeah, the spoken word like. The fact that they're going through piecing these things together every single week is fascinating to me. It's someone on Twitter after we were uh, talking about it after uh, Upgrade, they said it's serial in its delivery, but not in its revealing of information, if that makes sense. So to remain lay on spoilers, they lay out all of the facts and everything that happened in the first, maybe what, two or three episodes? Mm-hmm. And then in the most recent episodes, where they're up to eight as of this recording, they, uh, they're talking about very specific things for a solid 45 minutes. Yeah, and they, they go into, like, delve into the little things that you may have missed before or something that was kind of maybe overlooked or rediscovered, like, when this happened, where was this person, or kind of going into more of the background of it, kind of like a crime show where they're just going to go and say, let's go back to this part and see what happened there for Branch Off or something like that. Where do you think it's going to end? Like, how do you think this whole little mini series is going to end? Are you rooting for Anand? Are you rooting for Sarah? Like, how are you hoping this will end? Uh, Try to be land spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I mean, I don't want to spoil. I don't think this per se is spoiling. But my thing is, I don't feel like, I mean, with the outcome and what the case was actually ruled, I don't feel like, I mean, they'll come to a different conclusion. I mean, yes, there are some weird things in the state's case per se that they kind of look into and stuff but spoilers in my opinion i don't think they'll come to like a different conclusion or even if even if they somehow do come to a different conclusion that was reached um it's it's like how do you get that into the court system it's like oh we recorded this show i mean it is kind of journalism and investigate investigatory and i don't know the whole thing behind like real world cases where some journalist has found out something and changed a court ruling or something like that. But I just wonder what they would actually end up doing if they found out that something different may have happened or some person lied about one thing and changed the outcome of what actually happened 15 years ago. As soon as I heard that serial was going to happen, the first thing I thought of was this uh, 1988 documentary called the thin blue line. Uh, so this documentary, it's very much like Serial. It's this uh, director, Errol Morris, who is actually a cop before he was a director. And now he's, you know, with this movie and all this movies since, he's revolutionized how documentaries are shot in America. Anyway, um, film major, <laughs> nerd talk. Uh, hi, Joe. So this movie focused on a murder in the middle of Texas. I have the Wikipedia page up here now, pro podcasting. Okay, um, Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, 1976, a 28-year-old and his brother left Ohio. They're driving to California, blah, blah, blah. They end up in Texas. They shoot a cop or someone shoots a cop. Mm -hmm. It's a single cop's murder in the middle of Texas in the late 70s. And Errol Morris was doing a documentary on something else, interviewed this guy that was in prison for this crime and ended up uh, acquitting him. Uh, 
this movie, it's incredible the way that they went back, opened up this 10-year-old case, and um, and ended up acquitting this guy for uh, this murder, Aftermath. Uh, Morris's investigation suggested that five witnesses committed perjury as a result of the publicity around the film. Adams, whose death sentence was hold for hold, had his conviction overturned by the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. So, given the popularity around this movie, it's like... Imagine how uh, serial with its ridiculous popularity compared to this. I mean, this is a movie. I mean, this is a free podcast you can download onto your phone that everyone already has. Like, what can serial do? Yeah, that, I mean, serial. I mean, to speak back to the popularity. I mean, iTunes highlighted it as the quickest growing podcast ever. But you think about it. I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. The guy who was convicted for the suppose the murder, Anand, isn't. I don't. Anand. Was is in jail right now, and you think about it, like with the popularity. I mean, if something like that, similar to the Blue Line, um, could happen, like some other thing being found out, or I just wonder how it would go through the court system. Just like, oh, we finally found this new piece of evidence. Fifteen years later, let's reopen this cold case that I don't even know if they can reopen or how the appeal process. I don't. The American judge, the American court system is a fun little. Thing. <laughs> that's another show <laughs> although i think uh what's fascinating about this even if they don't do anything for this case specifically i feel like the examples that serial highlights can really maybe change and impact how investigations take place in america like mm. the way that um you know there were some dna tests that were uh thrown out there were some other bits of evidence that were like not overlooked but they i I don't think this is much of a spoiler. I feel like they came to a conclusion much too quickly in this case. I feel like maybe Serial will inspire other people to take a much closer look at what they see when it comes to crime uh, investigations. Yeah, and definitely in the realm of podcasts, it would be interesting to um, do something like, I mean, to have that influence come from the podcast. I mean, we've already had kind of some, I mean, in maybe the tech world per se of different like opinions that were expressed on podcasts or different things that were made, kind of, I guess, but... It'd be cool if something like that affected mainstream more and kind of just even brought popularity of podcasts because podcasts are back, everyone. We're, we're <laughs> kickstarting the revolution. God, I mean, that was weird. I've been listening to podcasts pretty consistently for the past two or three years. And to see that headline and see everyone start writing about it again, thanks to uh, Serial and Startup, both great podcasts. But, I mean, mm-hmm. hi, I'm here. I've been listening to podcasts forever. And now the talk show has like, 20 minutes of ads and that's fantastic for them because they're getting a ton of money and Squarespace is sponsoring literally every single podcast in the world. Hi, Squarespace. And there's, we are in the middle of this renaissance and I feel like Serial and Startup, as great as they are, are separate from that in a way. Do you listen to any other podcasts like in the vein of Serial? Have you heard Startup yet? Um, I haven't heard Startup, but one of, one of my friends actually, um, she recommended um, Night Vale. How does that go? What, what is it called? Just Night Vale? A small okay. desert community where the sun is hot, the moon <laughs> is beautiful, and mysterious lights float overhead while we all pretend to sleep. Welcome to Nightsville. I f-ing love this show. I'm going to bleep that out. I love this show so much. Yeah, one of my friends actually told me about that. I'm going to send that part to her and say how well you <laughs> imitated that. But I was, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say you nailed that. <laughs> but, I mean, my main thing, I mean, I got to go way back into the realm of Kyle and technology, but I got like, I got an iPod touch in 2008. Like I got the first one right after they came out with the second one. There was like a promotion, but, um, 
I actually started watching um, podcasts, and I think I started with like Macworld and CNET, seeing Mr. Jason Snell or like someone else doing like tips or something new about Apple. And I almost, I mean, basically started with those video podcasts, and then, I mean, even those, and or you look back at like someone like Mike Hurley and their his network. Even back then, I mean, they were sponsored. People were watching them. People had feedback. There was participants, kind of, um, kind of thing, and they had. Um, it was just like I downloaded podcast. I think that's back then they were built right into iTunes rather than being a separate app. So you just search for them and download. And I was just really interested in the tech ones. And yeah, I mean, it's just so weird seeing that, Oh, podcasts are back when it's just like, where did, where did they go? I never saw them disappear. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) My first foray into podcasts was when I got an iPod video, uh, back when that was released. I was in like God, I was in like seventh grade. It was ridiculous. I'd but, have to say, yeah, I'd have to say 2006, 2005. Yeah, sometime around there. I remember the first thing I did was download uh, all of Green Day's music videos at two bucks a pop. Uh, <laughs> they're still all sitting on my hard drive somewhere, like 20 bucks worth of music videos I'll never watch again. Anyway, um, so, so uh, they had video podcasts, and this was my YouTube replacement in a way. Mm-hmm. I subscribed to a bunch of G4 video podcasts that. Oh, yeah, they were huge. Yeah. Were- you remember Adam Sessler and X Play and all of that? Yeah, oh, actually, like there was like some video gaming ones. There was some kind of weird ones. There was um, I don't. I I remember G four. What did they? I wonder what happened to them. I'll, I'll look them up and just throw it in the show notes because I don't want to go tacking around on air. Uh, this is timely. They just announced today that they are folding and they're done. G four. Well, podcasting is gone, guys. I guess that's it. Um, we'll see you guys later. Uh, it was great uh, having this really fun. Uh, you know, just uh, put away my mic. Now, uh, <laughs> that's my backpack. Uh, my backpack doesn't have a zipper. I'm too fancy. Oh. <laughs> but no, um, so G4 Folded, that was a tangent. Hi. Uh, so that was my first foray into podcast, getting like YouTube quality bits of comedy onto my iPod video. And then I remember I found Macworld um, looking for like iPhone news or something and just got hooked. And then I followed Jason on Twitter and he talked about the incomparable. I was like, Oh, what's this nerdy podcast? That sounds like fun. And the incomparable was my first ever podcast. And it is still one of my all time favorites. And from there, like I found five by five and like Hurley and ATP from there. And like it, mm-hmm. it spiraled out of control almost immediately. As soon as I subscribed to the incomparable. Yeah. And it's just it, one of the weirdest things. I mean, just not to creep on him or anything, but just specifically with Jason from where he is. Cause I mean, I, I just remember seeing him, I was, I'm, I'm so young guys. Um, when I was in like ninth grade, when I was like watching all these like different Macworld videos and things about Apple events, when I was all interested in that. And then now he's like on relay with everyone. I mean, it's unfortunate that he, that Macworld had all his layoffs, but just what they've done and how he's, and even the incomparable, even though I haven't really, I need to listen to those. I really need to, but well, you um, need to watch all the movies they talk about first and then listen. I need to, you know how long my list of movies that I need to watch is? Get cracking, Kyle. Netflix is right the there. Goonies, Just... Aliens, uh, Alien, um, Fight Club, uh, Matrix. I mean, I'm going to get shot. But <laughs> So that, that brings up an interesting point about podcasting. Like, we've been following these people for years. Like, I remember the first episode of the news I heard when Mike was hosting it. It was like, oh, who's this cool British guy? Oh, he has a show called The Prom. He's the British guy. He's that British guy on you here on podcast. (laughs) Exactly. So I remember hearing the first episode of the news uh, with Mike Hurley on it. Like, oh, who's this guy? I'll find his other podcast. 
it, when you listen to a podcast for so long, you feel like you're friends with them, even though you don't, or like they don't know you. It's like a ridiculously one-sided friendship. You just kind of sit there. And then they follow you on Twitter and you freak out silently. <laughs> That's happened once or twice, but it's like, yeah, same. I, I really like how, uh, close you feel with these people and that's what i like about you know the voice that's why the um you know radio plays and everything were so popular back in the uh like early 20th century they were not as like immersive in a way as like any movie or tv show or anything of the time but because you're so like intimate with them with their voice for hours and hours and hours a day you get that kind of connection that you don't really get anywhere else. And that's why, you know, 80, 90 episodes into ATP, I'm like, oh, yeah, John, Marco, and Casey. I know those guys. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> or when you go to, I mean, I, I saw, we met briefly, and I think they were both kind of a little buzzed, so they kind of just went to the other part of the party. But I actually ran into Matt, Mike, and um, Steven at WWDC this summer. You had the 5x5 five five thing? No, actually, I missed that one because I, I flew in the next day. But I went to the Beard Bash hosted by Jim Dalrymple. <laughs> So me and my friend Robert went to that one. Um, I'm not surprised at all that Jim Apple hosts a beer, beard bash. Yeah, Although beard it could bash. be a beer bash too. I mean, we'll, well, no, Apple holds the beer bash and then he does the beard bash. Oh, but, okay. um, who does the but, bear bash? I don't. Who does the bull bash? Who does the boulder dash? Who watches the boulder? Oh my god! But I almost did karaoke there. But just like I kind of met them for a little bit or whatever. But it's just that same little personal thing. Even if you feel kind of, I mean, you never really met them and there's a whole side tangent about meeting friends on the internet these days. I mean, one of the friends that I met in San Francisco as a kid, Robert um, Mosiani, um, I kind of have followed him on Twitter since I got on Twitter. Just kind of, we kind of ran into each other and we tweeted back and forth and we kind of became close friends. And after four years, we finally met in person at that WWDC conference. And it's just kind of, I mean, it's just like kind of meeting the podcasters or someone you read their blog or something, you kind of know them, but you've never really met them. It's kind of a weird thing. I mean, even me and you, we've never met in person. Yeah, that's always been weird. Like, um, they talk a lot about this on uh, Analog, where, uh, you know, Mike and Casey, they hang out maybe once a year uh, at WWDC, and there's, you know, a bunch of pictures of them together on Flickr, and, like, they, they talk about, like, Casey was considering taking a flight to London for Mike's leaving drinks. Like <laughs> the internet and podcasts bring people together. And especially with Twitter, when you can just, I, I could tweet at one of my favorite directors right now. And who knows? I may get a response or a retweet or something like they are literally right there. It's much more of a crapshoot because it's in a way just shouting into an ether and hoping the right voice picks it up. But I love how weird this community has grown. And there's a kangaroo following me on Twitter now. <laughs> and and telling us to join him in his warm pouch. <laughs> that like, did, did you see Matt's tweet? Like, if you ever, if I ever disappear, here's a good lead. Because the, the kangaroo had tweeted at him like, "Oh, come on in, Matt. It's warm and nice in this pouch." And he's just like, "Guys, if I ever disappear, uh, I don't know." And I mean, I don't want to know who's running that, but they're whatever. They're genius, but it's those parody accounts. And then, I mean, that's almost what kind of spurred me to like, hey, I should do something with my voice because I'm generating all these random parody accounts already that, I mean, they, they'll follow Really FM, Joe, and then me, and then you. And it's just like, it's just kind of funny, these weird par I mean, I actually know like two people that'll go through me and Joe's conversation or me, you and um, Dan and just like fave a few tweets out of it. And it's just kind of funny. 
there's an episode of uh, Tech Douchebags where they talk about this, and that's why uh, I favor blasted you today. Oh like my gosh, what the cr- <laughs> It was like three people. Free- well, it was me, me and Joe freaked out at you, and I don't know if anyone else. No, it was just I was considering uh, fave blasting Dan, but decided not to. This is why I don't have notifications on on my iPhone. Like I'll turn them on for a few days, and then I'll just turn them off when I get stuck in a canoe with Saichi. I can never pronounce his name. Sorry, Zach. Um, with Joe, Dan, Saichi, and then some other few people. Like I was literally in a conversation about movies and directors and quality and something like that for like a good hour, where I didn't even tweet a single thing, but they just dragged me along into it. <laughs> No, yeah, I definitely get that same kind of anxiety when just, I mean, it's almost just, I mean, they're, own, they're their own type of celebrity. I mean, not to sound all like worshipping them or anything, but it's just like its own type of celebrity personality when you meet these people that you've just heard about or heard or read their stuff for years at a time. And I mean, I bet, I mean, definitely the people in This American License, their radio show is so huge. I bet people feel the same towards that as well. Yeah, um, especially because of uh, startup, uh, Alex Bloomberg was a part of Planet Money and This American Life, and uh, the way that he um, has been doing startup, he literally carries a recorder around with him and records every single step of this startup uh, that he's doing for uh, podcasts, uh, like This American Life, Planet Money, Quality uh, podcast called Gimlet Media now, and it's weird to hear people say, "Oh, now Gimlet Media's uh, startup podcast." Like I was there in the middle of like episode three or four, and they decided to call it Gimlet Media. And I was like, "Wow, that, that, that's bizarre." And the way that uh, that show's been doing things is really fascinating. Uh, that deserves a whole other topic. Anyway, the, these people that make these podcasts that get so much notoriety and fandom in uh, like this little circle. Uh, they're not like major celebrities. Like most of them still have, you know, day jobs, uh, J O B jobs, if you will. And jobby jobs, jobby jobs. Yes. Uh, uh, this is not their primary like thing in life, even though to some people it's like, I, I listen to 30 podcasts. This is what I do. I am the podcast guy in my circle of friends. It's bizarre to think that, Oh, these are just normal people. Which, mm-hmm. in a way, could curb the anxiety. Just, hi, I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. Oh, what's your name? Like, in a way, it could curb the anxiety or it could be – it could make it 50 trillion times worse. <laughs> but, yeah, they're people just like us. People are people. You know. <laughs> Why should it be? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's just – podcast is a whole different genre. It's, I mean, it's nice to see it actually go mainstream and come back because these people, I mean, they do it as a passion. And they do it as something in their free time. I mean, sure, they may make money from a sponsorship or from little, I don't know, things here and there. And they might make money from that. But they do it ultimately as a labor of love kind of thing. Exactly. And the fact that these shows are all very talky and unscripted, just kind of sit down, talk, uh, and release it. Things like This American Life and Serial are very scripted. And I feel like those scripted planned, meticulously put-together podcasts are what uh, are popular now, the things that people listen to. I have a friend uh, that only ever listens to um, that only ever listens to those kinds of shows. The Moth is another one. It's a storytelling podcast where, uh, you know, it's almost like TED where they invite people to give these, like, story-based talks. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a fan of that genre, so I don't listen to it, but I just love how This American Life and Serial do things. Uh, but, you know, I have a friend that will not listen to things like Back to Work or ATP, uh, not even because of the 
content, but because of it's just people. What what do I do? I just sit here and listen to people talk. And just yeah. like uh, I, I don't know. I'm gonna try to get her to listen to this. Uh, but we'll <laughs> see where that goes. Hi, person. Haley, if you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, text me a dolphin emoji, a single dolphin emoji, and uh, we will know that you listen to this episode of Garrulous. <laughs> Want to call it a show, man? Yeah, probably, yeah. All right, sweet. Call Thank you, show. everyone, for listening. Uh, once again, we apologize for our beach caliber uh, sound quality last episode. Hopefully this sounds a lot better in your ear holes, whatever uh, earbuds you prefer to listen to the show on. Kyle Seth Gray. Brian Hamilton. <laughs> <Dot info. laughs> Did you just plug my own website? Yes. Well, I had to plug it. If you say my full name, that's me everywhere. I have .com, and then I have all my usernames on any social network. Well, I'm sorry my hashtag brand, hashtag synergy, is not as hashtag high quality as yours, but... You got to get your CEO up. Come on. SEO. Wow. CEO. (laughs) CPM, cats per mango. (laughs) Your cat per mango ratio is too low. (laughs) Well, no, we're not going to meow on the show. (laughs) Dude. Just put that at the... We're not going to meow on the show, Colonel. Have a great night, guys. (laughs) Okay, bye.